This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey. Today, I am once again all alone, but that's okay. Uh, I believe that the Lord has laid something on my heart that uh, is going to be beneficial to you. I hope that it's a blessing and it's a benefit to you. I know that it's something that I have recently come back to in my prayer life, uh, something that I was taught early on and uh, something that I just kind of got away from. Um, but it's been a big help. And uh, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, but before we get going, I just want to let everybody know that uh, we are so grateful for all of those who who uh, continually pray for us and support us, um, you know, whether that's through prayer or uh, donations. Um, also, I would like to let everyone know that we do have options uh, to give. If you feel led to give, if you're blessed by anything under the Casey Stanfield Ministries banner, that would be the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. That would be the Kingdom Family Gathering. Uh, that would be Global Wrestling Ministries. Um, if you are blessed by these different ministries and the Lord nudges you to give, I want you to know that there are options. Right now, uh, we do have a few uh, online giving options that we are using while we are uh, waiting to build a website and have those, uh, those better uh, options. Uh, but right now, you can give uh, through PayPal and Venmo at C Stanfield Ministries, also Cash App, dollar sign C Stanfield Ministries. And then we have a P.O. Box. Uh, it is Casey Stanfield Ministries, uh, P.O. Box 1042, Benton, Tennessee, 37307. So we thank everyone for your giving. And uh, if you feel led to do so, there are the options. And, and we're just so grateful for that. I uh, do want to remind everybody about the Kingdom Family Gathering. Those are on Sunday evenings. Uh, we have the Vertical Youth Gathering at 5 p.m., and uh, that is led by Brandon and Denna Myers. Um, they are amazing youth leaders, and uh, and these, these young men and women love them as we do. Um, and they are... You know, they've been on this podcast, so you guys know them. Um, they're very close friends of ours. And, I mean, they're, they're our family. And uh, they do really great uh, with these young men and women. And so if you have a teenager, uh, we do ages 12 and up, um, and they would like to get involved in the vertical youth group, uh, we do those on Sunday evenings at five o'clock and then afterward about six o'clock uh, we do an all ages uh, worship service gathering Bible study however the Lord leads it um, and we're just having a great time we're learning together we're growing together uh, those are at the Boys and Girls Club it's 280 Campbell Road Benton Tennessee uh, so if you would like to come and join us feel free to do so once again uh, vertical youth at 5 p.m. That is ages 12 and up. And uh, then all ages worship uh, is at 6 p.m. So we would love to have you come and join us. Uh, the big thing that we are, our big focus uh, 
with these gatherings and is just to to train up uh, worshipers and and those the saints, as Ephesians four says that uh, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, and teacher are for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry, and that's our desire. Uh, our desire is to equip the saints uh, to go out and do the work of the ministry. It's not just about getting people to come to church or come to a gathering. Uh, it is about it is about equipping saints to go out into the world. And I believe that uh, that with uh, especially these these young uh, this younger generation, I just see such a fire in their eyes. And uh, just the testimonies and and what I see out of their lives, I know that they are taking this message and they are taking uh, they're taking it seriously. They're not just they're not just being a youth group that's coming together uh, a night a week and just hanging out and cutting up with their friends. Uh, they have a desire for God. They have a desire to grow, and they have a desire to see others come into the kingdom. And uh, they're out doing it, um, whether they're standing on the side of the road and doing drive-through prayer, or whether they're they're uh, talking about Jesus in their schools. Uh, so many great testimonies, and um, I'm just so grateful for what the Lord's doing. So, uh, if you feel led, uh, feel free to come and join us. We would love to have you uh, in those gatherings. Um, what I have on my heart today uh, to to discuss is about prayer. And I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to read uh, several verses here. But, you know, prayer is something that uh, a lot of people don't, a lot of people get hung up. Um, you know, they're taught, oh, you've got to speak in King James or, or you've got to, you've got to have these uh, wonderful um, articulate prayers. Uh, you've got to, you've got to know exactly how to talk to the Lord, and and He's not going to answer your prayers if if they're not worded just right, or they're they're not um, eloquent, or or what have you. And I think this is, um, I think this is something that really hurts the body of Christ. Uh, people who there are people who don't feel worthy to pray, people who don't feel worthy, and and the enemy convinces them, you know, you're not doing it right, your prayers are not being heard, so you may as well just shut up, you may as well stop, and uh, you know, one big thing that I want to say is there's a lot of times, especially in the times in my life where, you know, I am in a a place of distress. Um, you know, we all go through wilderness seasons or dry seasons, and there's been plenty, plenty, plenty of times where my prayer life, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had much to say, and, and I, I couldn't figure out what to pray for. I was just kind of stuck. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what to pray for. I didn't know how to pray, and. Uh, you know that's something that uh, the Lord understands, and if you if you read uh, in Romans chapter eight, 
I'll flip over there real quick. And so in Romans chapter eight and verse 26, it says, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Going back to verse 27, it says he makes uh, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We know that when when we're praying and when we're in Holy Spirit led prayer, uh, we may not know exactly what to say, but God hears our heart. And I, I want to encourage someone out there today that you're in a wilderness season. You're in a in a place where you just you just don't feel uh, like like you're worthy to pray. Maybe you feel like you've messed up too many times. Or you're just in this place where you're stuck and you just don't have the words. You don't know which direction you're going in life. Uh, you don't know what you should be doing. You don't know how to pray. So you're just, you just feel stuck. I want to encourage you that as long as you are posturing your heart toward God, as long as you are giving Him some focus, you are giving him your focus daily, that you are taking time out of your day to, to spend with him and to focus on him. I want to encourage you that he's hearing you and the Holy Spirit, even when even when you don't have words, even when when all you can do is groan, even when all you can do is say, Lord, help me. I promise you that he is hearing your heart. He knows your heart and and that that the spirit is making intercession for you and he is he is praying the perfect will of God. And a lot of times we don't know what the perfect will of God is. Um and so I I just encourage you to to sit back in Holy Spirit led prayer. Uh, don't get focused on what you're saying. Just sit back and relax and let the Spirit speak through you. Let the Spirit bring up to you what you need to pray for or how you need to pray. And sometimes He don't even give you words to say. Sometimes, and I remember mentioning this at the Remnant Youth Retreat back in August, um, the Holy Spirit prompted me to tell those young people that it's not all about the words that you say, but there's going to be a lot of times where your most powerful moments in prayer are complete silence. And I know that that defeats uh, or, or that goes against everything that a lot of churches have taught us. A lot of people have taught us, um, but there's a lot of times where the Lord just wants you to get alone with him. He wants you to focus on nothing but him. And even if you don't have the words to pray, even if you don't know the words to pray, just sit in his presence, knowing that he is there, that he is with you, 
and that he is for you. And and you're going, I promise you, you're don't be afraid when you don't feel like you have the words to pray or don't know what to pray for, because the Holy Spirit is going to make intercession for you. And and the Father will will many times just flood you with his presence. The Holy Spirit a lot of times will just flood you with the presence of the Father and the love of the Father, and you will feel his arms wrapped around you. You will feel his love like never before. Uh, So I want to encourage you, don't focus on words. There's plenty of times where, yes, words, uh, you know, we need to speak words. You know, plenty of times we have things on our hearts uh, where we need to speak words. But there's been plenty of occasions where I have been in a wilderness season, don't know what to pray for, don't know which direction to go. And my heart is just constantly just crying out to God saying, Father, what are we doing? Where are we going? There's been plenty of times where my my morning prayers ha- have just been kicking back in my recliner with my cup of coffee and my Bible and just just looking up to the Lord and saying, Father, what are we doing? I don't understand this situation that I'm in. I don't understand this circumstance. You've 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 led me in this direction and now I just feel alone. Now I just feel like 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 we're not moving forward anymore. And that's okay. He wants you to be honest. He wants you to be raw with him. Get out of this idea that you've got to pray perfect prayers for God to hear you. That is nowhere near the case. That's what religion teaches us, and that's why so many people are so held down. It's the motives of your heart, just like in giving. Uh, You know, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver, Uh, and, and it's not necessarily about the amount that you give it's that you give what the Holy Spirit tells you to give and that you give with the right motives. You give uh, you give for the blessing. Uh, you give to bless others. You, you give to, to bring others into the kingdom. You give to, to keep the work of God uh, moving. It's not necessarily about the amount, but it's about it's about your motives of your heart. And and that's the same with prayer. It's not always about your words. It's about the motives of your heart. I, I heard a man one time, he was he was saying that, you know, he he prayed long and hard prayers and, and constantly and constantly and constantly and he said he was getting frustrated because he, you know, Prayer is a is a dialogue. It's not just it's not just you giving your petitions and you saying what you want to say. Uh, it is it is you know, it's a dialogue. You're supposed to you you're speaking and you're listening. You know you're listening for for the Holy Spirit to speak. Um, but this man he said he said I was praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and he said I wasn't ever hearing anything I was I was praying hard and I kept on praying and kept on praying and he said finally I stopped and I said Lord why ain't you saying nothing why do, why don't I hear anything and he, he said the Lord said well if you'd shut up for just a minute maybe you could hear me speak 
<laughs> so it's not necessarily just about your words. And and that gets into Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to begin reading at verse 6. It says, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. I want to I want to go ahead and stop right there and give you something. A nugget. It says, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Wherever your secret place is, whether that's a, a closet, whether that's your car, whether that's your couch, your recliner, wherever it is that you make time to get alone with God on a daily basis, whatever, wherever your secret place is, it says your father who is in the secret place He's there. He's waiting on you. He knows uh, that's your meeting spot. And and he is waiting on you. It's like it's like going on a date. You make a date with somebody and you say, hey, let's let's go uh, have have dinner at seven on Friday night. And you go there and you meet that person because you are both anticipating that encounter, anticipating that date. So your father is already in the secret place. He's waiting on you. He's ready uh, for for you to come in uh, to prayer and, and to get in with that alone time with him. So pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens or Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. So on that note, there's so many, and you'll hear them in in church, sadly, but there's so many people who think that if I just continuously repeat stuff over and over, or if I just make this prayer so long, if I if I just continue to, to ramble on in prayer, and I just continue to repeat myself and repeat myself, and, and they think that because of their many words, because of, of how their prayer sounds or how long their prayer sounds or, or how it sounds that they are so intimate with God, that they know Him so well, so they can have these long, drawn-out prayers that, that repeat a lot of the same things over and over and over. It's not about that. You know, a lot of times our prayers can can be a couple of words. I heard somebody one time say that the most powerful prayer is, Lord, I can't, you can help. <laughs> and and that 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 is just that thought, that understanding that you can't do it, but he can. That he's your provider. That he's your sustainer. And coming to that realization that you can't do it on your own, that you have to have him. That's a powerful prayer. It says, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, 
for your Father knows the things that you ask for or the things that you need before you ask Him. So just pray from the heart. Pray whatever the Holy Spirit is leading. Now, verse 9 uh, this is getting into the model prayer. Some call it the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but I heard a man say that this is not the Lord's Prayer because he don't have to uh, he don't have to ask for forgiveness. And this this prayer actually uh, teaches us to, to pray for forgiveness and to forgive others. Um, the man actually said that John 17 is the actual Lord's Prayer. And if you go read John 17, uh, I believe that you'll come to the same conclusion that I I did, that that's correct. Uh, but this prayer uh, is how the Lord told us to pray. He's teaching his disciples, and he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, I want to go through this model prayer. And like I said, I believe that this prayer was not meant to be prayed word for word. It's okay if you do. I know a lot of people in a lot of denominations that do, but I believe that if that's what you are doing, you're you're missing a lot of the point. I don't necessarily think that this was meant to be prayed word for word. I believe that it is meant to be our model in a structure in how we pray. And this is what I was talking about, something that I have recently come back to, something that I was taught early on in my walk with the Lord, uh, and and then just kind of drifted away from it. But I've recently, the Lord showed it to me, and I've recently come back to doing this, and it has helped me so, so greatly. Now, I want to say that a lot of times when I'm in prayer, I can get off track. Uh, you know, a lot of times my mind is going 90 miles an hour. It's going a bunch of different directions, you know, and, and I, I forget things and I, I, I start thinking about things that are not as important as, as, as where I'm supposed to be going in prayer. So this, uh, you know, this model prayer, if you'll pray it through like this, I believe that it helps us to structure and teaches us a structure of prayer so that we can stay on track. And it's not, I don't want anyone to make a law out of it or or a, a religious duty out of it. That's not what I'm saying. I, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. But I believe that if you pray through this, it, it helps you uh, to to stay on track and, and to keep a structure. So, beginning in verse 9, uh, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, you go into prayer uh, revering, reverencing. The, the word hallowed means revered uh, and, and like set apart, holy. So, hallowed be your name. Uh, you go into your prayers in praise. 
in praise of who he is and 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 reverencing him for who he is and for what he has done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In this area, you begin to pray for the Lord's will in your life and in in the lives of others. The Lord's will in the earth. Um, and and it kind of goes along with verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. So you're praying for the Lord's will in your circumstances. You're praying for the Lord's will in your life and in the lives of others. You're praying for provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, you're praying that, you know, the Lord is our provider and, and you're, you're asking the Lord for, to provide all of your, uh, your spiritual needs, your physical needs, your financial needs, all of your needs, whatever those may be. This is your area. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. So you're praying for the Lord to provide and, and asking for all of your needs right here. Then verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, any area that you know that you have fallen, anything that you know you have, you've sinned, any area that, that you need to, you know, you feel uh, led to ask forgiveness for. And a lot of times in this, I, I um, am praying, Lord, if there's anything in me, that's not your will. If there's anything in my mindset, anything in my heart uh, that is against your nature or against your will, anything, uh, you know, maybe an area where I've sinned that I don't even realize it. Maybe maybe an area where I have um, I have uh, offended someone uh, and didn't realize it. An area where I've sinned against someone and don't realize it. You know, forgive me. Reveal it to me and forgive me uh, so that I can make it right. Uh, and then, so forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, you know that going down in verse 14, it says, If we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespass. So we need to forgive in order to be forgiven. Uh, we have to forgive those who have sinned against us. And I know that there's different occasions that that can be very, very hard. I read a story the other day of a man, uh, a grandfather, who uh, his seven-year-old granddaughter was um, kidnapped and murdered and the man was talking about how you know he wanted to hate this guy with everything in him he wanted to 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 just be bitter and be angry um, but he said the voice of the Holy Spirit just kept telling him you need to forgive him you need to forgive this man and he said, I know that I have to forgive this man in order to be forgiven. And I know that I need to forgive this man in order for this hatred and bitterness and anger not to take root in me and keep me 
from blessings. Keep me from growing in my relationship with the Lord. Keep me because that's what happens when we uh, refuse to forgive, when we stay bitter and when we stay angry at someone, when we hold a grudge against someone. No matter how serious it was, no matter maybe how in our flesh we feel like they deserve to have that grudge held against them, uh, in most cases, we're not hurting anyone but ourselves. In a lot of cases, especially in like this guy's situation, this man, he's he's probably going to, uh, the man who, who kidnapped and murdered the seven-year-old girl he he's probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life or or he's going to you know get the death penalty and so who are you hurting by constantly holding a grudge you're hurting yourself and there's you know there's a lot of cases where i believe that if you uh if you can't forgive if you stay bitter if you are are holding grudges against people I believe that that can affect your health. I think that that can hurt your health. And so we need to forgive. The Father is faithful to forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. And I believe that we should also, as the Bible clearly teaches, that uh, we forgive ours, our debtors. We forgive those who have sinned against us. So... Uh, that's verse 12 and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So any area that you need forgiveness for any area that you, uh, you know, of sin that you need the Lord to reveal to you and expose to show you and ask for forgiveness there and then forgive anyone who has sinned against you. Don't hold that hatred. Don't hold that grudge. The enemy is going to try his best to get you to, to stay in a place of hatred and bitterness towards someone or, or toward a situation for, for all kinds of things because he knows that it affects your health. He knows that it affects your growth in God. And so... You've got to forgive. You've got to let bitterness and anger go. You've got to forgive. Uh, so, and then verse 13, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So in this area, you're praying for, for a lot of people pray a hedge of protection or a shield of protection. You know, a lot of times I think of putting on the full armor of God. Father, help me to always keep on the full armor of God so that the darts of the enemy, the temptations of the enemy uh, that that come, they, they, they fall short. They bounce off of me. Help me to always stay in the full armor of God uh, so that so that I'm not tempted and so that I'm not drawn off course. Uh, and then uh, at the end of verse 13, it says, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so you finish your prayers in worship and praise once again. So in the beginning, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You enter prayer with worship and thanksgiving and praise. Um, and then you pray for the will of the Lord, you pray for your needs, you pray for forgiveness, and then you forgive those uh, who have sinned against you. Then you pray, uh, you know, for 
for a hedge of protection or for the armor of God to, to continually be on you so that you're not tempted and drawn away by the evil one. And then you end your prayers once again in praise, worship, and thanksgiving. And we can never worship him. We can never thank him or praise him too much. So I think it's very interesting that this way that the Lord told us this is the model prayer. He said, in this manner, pray. And so I really believe that this model, this is a structure for us to to be able to to keep in line and to, you know, if if we a lot of times we get off track in our prayers and forget where we were going with something. But if we go back to this model prayer, I believe a lot of times that it, it can make things click and what oh yeah, okay. Here's where I was. Okay. And and you you pray through. Not saying you pray this word for word. You can if you want to, but I, I don't believe that that was the primary purpose that the Lord uh, was telling us to do. I believe it's a structure. I believe it's it's teaching us uh, that we pray in that model, and I believe that that will help us out. I know that it helps me. I know several others that it's helped, and uh, I pray that it helps you. So with that said... Um, once again, I am so thankful for everyone who has, uh, prayed for us, who supports us. And, um, this has just been an amazing ministry. Uh, you know, me, Chad, coach, Jonna, Brandon, uh, we, we talk about it all the time that this podcast is a great, uh, outlet for us. And one thing that I know is uh, being a God-called minister, uh, no matter what area you're called to, um, and for those who might be confused, if you are a Christian, you're called to ministry. You might not be called to preach behind a pulpit, uh, but you are called to preach. Your life is supposed to be preaching. Your your ministry is your job. Your ministry is wherever you are uh, out, uh, you know, walking through Walmart or, or wherever. But... Um, this podcast has, for all of us, for for this family, the kingdom family, uh, it has it has always been an amazing outlet. And when you are called by God, it's you can get in a dark place if you're not pouring out into others. I have found that out throughout my Christian walk. And that is something that I tell others. I try to tell others all the time that he pours into you so that you can overflow and that you can pour out on others. So don't just hold it all in. Don't just be selfish with everything that he's teaching you. Don't be selfish with everything that he's pouring in. You let it overflow. You pour out into others. And I promise you, when you are pouring out into others, when you're witnessing and you're sharing Jesus with people, whether that be at school, whether that be on the job or or wherever you may be, uh, I promise you, there's going to be a glow about you. There's going to be something about you. Uh, you're feeling more fulfilled. And there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Christians, who they're not feeling fulfilled. 
And I believe that a big reason for that is because they are not pouring out. You were designed not just to take everything in that he gives you, but you were designed to pour it out on others. That's how the kingdom works. And we are the kingdom. We are the body of Christ. So I encourage you, uh, especially during this season, uh, not just during this season, though, please, in every day, in every season of your life, um, there's hurting people out there. There's people out there who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's people out there who need to know how much their heavenly father loves them. No matter where they've been, no matter what they've done, no matter who they've done it to, God loves them. He wants to save them, forgive them, transform them, and and then send them out to do the same for others. So I encourage you to, to be a light in this world. Don't just hog it all up for yourself. Don't just hold it in. And I promise you, if you're out there listening to this and, and something's clicking right now, if you don't feel like you have been witnessing, if you don't feel like you've been pouring out uh then there's an area in your in your heart in your in your life you feel unfulfilled you feel like you feel like you're not doing what you're called to do and i believe if you will get out there and you will start sharing jesus on your job sharing jesus at your school sharing jesus in a wrestling ring wherever it is whatever you're doing I believe if you will get out there and share Jesus as you were designed to do, that you will you will start feeling much, much more fulfilled in your life and uh, and amazing things will happen. So with that said, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, if this was a blessing, please share it. Let others know about the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, or praise reports, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Also, don't forget about the Kingdom Family Gatherings, uh, Vertical Youth, 5 p.m. on Sunday evenings, and uh, All Ages Worship at 6 p.m. That's 280 Campbell Road, Benton, Tennessee, 37307. We would love to have you. And uh, we thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.